Today I'm speaking on what I call respecting the anointing. Come to know that we have to have appreciation for the place of the anointing in the life of all believers. Hallelujah. You got born again because you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, with the heart man believes, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That salvation is salvation that you came into because you put your faith in the Lord Jesus. When you got born again, you got born again because you put your faith in the Lord Jesus. Understand this, that once your faith is is in the Lord Jesus, you have made Jesus the source of your life. What does it mean? It means that your total life is dependent on him. On who? On the Lord Jesus. So whatever he tells you, that is what you do. Because when you do the things that pleases him, he honors you by blessing you. And when he blesses you, that spiritual endowment, when it comes upon you, then there is the tangible manifestation of that blessing. So good health, long life, peace of mind, breakthroughs, increase, success, those are tangible manifestations of the blessing. That is not the blessing. The car is not the blessing. The car is a tangible manifestation of the blessing. Be favored when you enter into spaces is the tangible manifestation of the blessing. That is not the blessing. This week, a lady came to see me in my office. She drove her car in. She sat in my office and she started weeping. She told me all her life she's had to struggle. Ah, you're driving a car, me, I'm working. She said, Papa, everything I've ever gotten, I've had to work for it. Nothing is free in my life. She says, do you know nobody even goes out of their way to bless me? I said, hmm? He says, not even my husband. That Then the issue became more serious. That not, he says, my husband will not go out of his way to just say, oh, I got you earrings. He says, the year will never end and somebody out of their way will just be a blessing, not even ice cream. Then I got to know that everybody in this life wants to be blessed. That people will use their access, their influence, not because they work for it, but that they will stretch forth their hand. And just be a blessing. Child of God, listen to me. That is why you must know the place of the Holy Spirit. Because the person that you think has it all together may not necessarily have it all together. And it's not because he cannot afford to buy anything. But sometimes, just words of encouragement alone. Just a compliment can lift somebody's spirit and bring joy to them. And God calls you and I as believers to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because when you put your faith in the Lord Jesus, the Spirit of God begins to reside in your spirit. When you put your faith in the Lord Jesus, the Spirit of God begins to reside in your spirit. The Bible says the Spirit bears witness with our spirit That we are the sons of God. And because we are the sons of God, the spirit of God begins to dwell in our spirit. So that your spirit man becomes alive with God. 
Remember, I'm speaking on the foundations of our faith. So your spirit man becomes alive with God. So that when God whispers into your spirit, you can respond to the whispers of God. So when you meet a believer, that anything hits the believer from left to right, the believer has not tuned in to the spirit of God. Because when your spirit becomes alive, the word of God begins to tell you what spiritual things are going on in your life. So the word of God begins to tell you what spiritual things are going on in your spirit. How do you do that? The way we do that is that number one, your spirit man, because it is alive with God, it cannot discern what to do. How to act. How to behave. So number one, what to do. Number two, how to act. Number three, how to behave. Number four, how to respond. So your spirit comes alive. And once your spirit comes alive, you now know how to act. Based on the situation, the word of God is inspired in your spirit. When the word of God is inspired, you can know that this one, I will keep quiet. This one, I will respond. This one, I need to pray. I need to rebuke it. Because your spirit man is alive with God. And so in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 to 9, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do According to all that is written in it, are you, are you seeing it? He says that when the word of God is inspired in you because you've been thinking about that word. You've been speaking those words unto yourself. You have been, you have been declaring it to yourself. He says that when you meditate on it day and night, you may know. He says that thou mayest observe to do. You observe situations and you know what to do. You, so whenever you are exposed to a situation, he, he says that you would observe. You will observe the situation and then you will know what to do. He says observe to do according to all that is written in it. So according to what is written in the word, you observe the situation and then you act accordingly to what God has said in his word. He says... For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. So my faith in God's word is what teaches me what to do because my way, I must make it prosperous. In other words, at the end of the day, I succeed. At the end of the day, I excel. At the end of the day, that that which I must do, I must do it. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Can I preach it? He says, and then thou shalt have good success. So when I observe and I act accordingly to God's word, he says that number one, I make my way prosperous. So I then now accept or take the responsibility to make sure that even if the odds are stuck against me, I must win at the end. He says I must make my way success. Praise the Lord. Now look at it. He says, then thou shalt have good success. So there are some successes, by the time you got it, everything is not working. He says, but this one, you will have good success. 
This is the reason why as your pastor, I am 100% reliant on God's word. I am 100% dependent on God's word. I am 100% active on God's word. God's word is everything. I make decisions based on the word of God. Praise the Lord, somebody. He says, have not I commanded thee? You know, when I was looking at this scripture this morning, I saw that usually when we quote this, we continue with the next. Have not I commanded thee be strong and of good courage? No. Is that how you talk? So God commands us to meditate on his word. Let not his word come out of our mouth. He, he commands us. Are you listening to what I'm saying? To observe situations and do according to what he has said. He says in that way we will become prosperous. And he says, he says that in that day, way he says that we shall have good success. He says, have I not commanded you? I've commanded you to do this. He says... On account of that command, therefore, no matter the situation you face, this is what you should do. He said, be strong and of a good courage. He said, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. So no matter the situation, I have commanded you to act in a certain way if you want success. So don't be discouraged. He said, be courageous. He says, don't be dismayed. Don't be disoriented. Don't miss the point. Don't let them intimidate you. Let not their intimidation get to you. Why? Because there is a way you function to operate and secure supernatural resource. And you only do that when you speak for what I have said. This is how we operate in the kingdom. The foundations of our faith is built on the premise of God's word. You see, the problem of the church is that we have focused our attentions on men and not on God's word. That as a believer, you can secure your own victories. Listen to me. God has graced me with the ability to prophesy. And by the special grace of God, when I prophesy, at least 98% of them comes to pass. But I've come to know that no prophecy is as strong as the prophecy of scripture. I'm coming from Church of Pentecost. The foundation of Church of Pentecost is built on one thing, the word of God. Pentecostals believe in prophecy. When you go to Church of Pentecost, you see apostles, you see prophets, almost shen come correct. But the word of God is a supreme. Because even God Almighty, see the word of God is bigger than God. The Bible says God has exalted his word above himself. So even God, when he changes his mind, his word will bring God back to order. You understand what I just said? It's a major statement. So he says, come let's reason together. In case even me, God, I have deviated from what I said. He said, who has declared the end from the beginning? Come let's reason. Did I say it? I will do it. Moses used it against God one time. God said, let me kill them. And I will make of your generation a people stronger than this one. Moses said, Baba, take your time. Thank you for the offer, but I don't like it. Let it not be said that their God took them from Egypt, but did not have the capacity to take them to the promised land. God, let it not be said of you that you could not 
preserve your and the Bible says God changed his mind. Why? Because God told them, and every other person heard that God said he's taking them to a land flowing with milk and honey. So when Moses come told God what what he had reminded God of what he had said, God, even though was angry with the people, he had to discipline himself for want of a better language. Discipline himself and honor his own word. Do you know what I'm just trying to say to somebody? What I'm saying to you is that if you hold on to God's word, God will never say no to you. Because the Bible says when God was looking for something to swear by and he could find nothing, he exalted his own word and swore by his word. So God Almighty, he has exalted his own word above himself. So the word of God is more powerful than any force, than any other word. And I don't care which vision or who gave you a prophecy. If you hold on to a word of God, that prophecy will be nullified on account of God's word. So he said, be strong and of a good courage. He said, be not afraid. Look at the words he's using. Be. Be. So your responsibility is to become. I kept speaking some words. It's working for me now. And I started speaking. I'm speaking. I kept speaking, sir. I will never stay on a single plot. I kept speaking it. I said, I need space. One plot is too small for me. I kept speaking. Do you know when I kept speaking it? I had just finished secondary school. That was what I was saying. A cattle on a thousand hills is mine. Church, I came to shift somebody's mind. That if God has said it, he will honor it. Don't look at your current position to make decisions for your future. Don't look at your current position to marginalize yourself and feel like you're a victim of life. See yourself as a now a candidate for the exaltation of God's glory in the life of your nation. I am disadvantaged so that God will pick me and glorify his name. So I'm starting from a negative because God wants to show to the world that see what I can do with a man or a woman who is disadvantaged. Someone say respecting the anointing. That is why the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit comes upon you so that he will empower you for success. And he does that by the word content in you. The word content. And so please remember that the Holy Spirit dwells in every believer. The Holy Spirit does what? He dwells in. So all of us, we have the Holy Spirit within us. We have the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 8 to 11. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ... He is none of his. And if Christ be you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. He says when you are in Christ, now that you are in Christ, the body is dead. It's dead because of sin. But if the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. You need to respect the anointing. The power of God. He's already available. It's in you, sir. 
it quickens you. So the things that you say you can do, you can do. I can't sing, you can sing. One day, my music director was misbehaving. So I got another music director. He was also misbehaving. So I went to God. I said, I, I don't know what is going on with this music director. I don't, I don't know what is wrong with them. Then the Holy Spirit said to me, you are the ambassador of God in the church. The Holy Spirit is in you. Just pick anybody who loves music. Lay your hand on the person and what wisdom I place on this guy to be able to design music, I will transfer it. When I heard that, then I knew that this thing is more serious. So I was now looking at the people. Then... Fortunately for this new music director, he came to me, we spoke, he said, okay, I'll behave well. So I didn't do it. If I laid my hand, God would have picked that grace and placed it on somebody. See, this thing called the anointing is a strange thing. And it's never even occurred to me that because I am the ambassador of God, and when I lay my hand, the Holy Spirit said to me, it is my gift. I gave him the ability to design music. To understand, I, you can place it on another person who is willing. That's your neighbor and say, neighbor, be careful, you can be replaced though. <laughs> I beg you, no matter how stupid I become, may you not take from me and give to another man in the name of Jesus. You see, understanding the anointing and understanding the assignment of the Holy Spirit is so important to a believer's life. Write this down. The anointing is the impartation of spiritual elements and abilities from the Holy Spirit for the mutual benefit of the kingdom and others. The anointing is the impartation of spiritual elements and abilities from the Holy Spirit for the mutual benefit of the kingdom and others. The anointing is the impartation of spiritual elements and ability. So, so listen, it is the impartation of spiritual elements. We impart spiritual elements. I can enter into your space and lift up my hands and say, Thou, O God, when I speak in that atmosphere, there's an element of peace that are brought. There's an element of blessing. There's an element of protection. This different from impartation of abilities in you. So that the things at first you could not do, you cannot do. Listen, you don't have to have to do. When the impartation of spiritual elements comes, favor begins to work for you. But you must take the step before the things because people have been assigned to favor you, to give you accesses, to, to even give you things on credit. But the impartation of the spiritual element must be first released. Then you have the ability to trust God for big things. This is why people can go to Bishop David Oedipo and say, I have this project and say, go build it. And they go with that word. My man of God has spoken. They enter into spaces and they take over. The difference is that there's an impartation of spiritual elements <laughs> and abilities. In other words, there are abilities to act, abilities to function, abilities to do big things for God is the anointing. Revelation knowledge is when I'm able to see from the spiritual perspective what is possible in the natural. Even though the odds are stuck against me, write it down. Revelation knowledge is when I'm able to see from the spiritual perspective what is possible in the natural. What is possible 
in the natural based on God's word or the anointing based on God's word or the anointing even though the odds are stuck against me that's revelation revelation knowledge is God makes you know that this is possible in the natural based on the word of God or the anointing although I get it although what the odds are stuck against you so you know that this is possible why because there's an impartation of spiritual elements so supernatural things happen church listen I want to raise up people who have nothing to become millionaires in this church because I know what is available I told a mason the other day I said, sir, why, you see, you're a mason. Why don't you become a mason who has a book that has top mason's numbers, top plumbers, top electricians, so that when somebody calls you as a mason, you go to the man and say, sir, based on the way your project is going, I can get you three or four or five people to join this team to run this thing well. And then when you finish your mason work, you tell him that, sir, we can also do electricals. I have a team that does electrical. I said, by the time you find out, everybody is calling you for personnel and your cut is on all the personnel. So people are working, but you are making money. I said, why don't you start a painting company? You don't have to be a painter. Just know good painters in the community and, and put a signboard. Invest money in signboard. Locations, quack, 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 quack. Painting company. Let the masters of painting do your painting for everybody is looking for masters. Put your number there. Say for reservation call. When they call you at the beginning, you say, well, we are doing a project now. If you can wait for next two weeks, we can come and do it for you. So the first time you get the job, you take a before and you take an after. Where we? Portfolio, you are building it. By the time you find out, by the time the year comes to an end, the money you are earning is a lot. Child of God, revelation knowledge is what causes you to know. It's when I'm able to see from the spiritual perspective what is possible in the natural, based on the word of God or the anointing, although the odds are stuck against me. Now, look at this. So, the anointing is a matter of divine purpose. The anointing is for a divine purpose. The anointing is for what? A divine purpose. God called you from your family because he wants you to make a difference. God, write it down. It's a, it's a major statement. God called you out of your family because he wants you to make a difference. Many are called. Few are chosen. For what? To make a difference in their world. Many are called. Few are chosen. What for? To make a difference in their world. Jesus, when he was called, said, and I quote, Luke chapter 4 verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. That's what I've been doing in this church. Recovery of sight. And to set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach this one, I saw it today. The acceptable year of God. Does that mean that I can come and preach that this is the acceptable year that God will favor you? Yes. This is the acceptable year for your elevation? Yes. This is the acceptable year for the manifestation of prophecy? Yes. I must preach it. The acceptable. So when I said this is a year of amplify, it's an acceptable year for God to amplify his grace on your life. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So the anointing is upon me. For what purpose? He says that 
He has empowered me, number one, to preach the gospel to the poor. Number two, to heal the broken hearted. So number one, to preach the gospel. Number two, the anointing is upon me because God has sent me. So I am on assignment for the healing of those whose hearts are broken. It's not just behe. Do you know behe? You don't know behe? Broken heart. The one that when a man breaks you it emotionally, you are dead then you are crying. When your mother sends you, you won't go. When your father sends you, you won't go. You. Even when your mother died, you didn't cry. <laughs> you won't eat. Nea, Rudy, we've been told and been told that. My wife told me a story. He said somebody said when his heart was broken, his house was by the roadside. I think the whole day he forgot to eat. Then the evening, Pragya or something was passing. He felt like he should catch it and eat it. How <laughs> 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 funny to me. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's see in the word of God. He said, he, to preach deliverance to the captive. Are you seeing that the anointing doesn't do one thing? He says for the captive, they must be preached to, to be delivered. He says that when it comes to the broken hearted, they need companionship, so he sends me. Ah, The broken hearted, he sends me to them. Because they need comfort. They, they need to have a sense of belonging and love and affection. So those ones you don't preach, you are sent to them. He says, and recovery of sight to the blind. The recovery of the sight to the blind, it is preached. Because what you cannot see, you cannot have. He said, they know not, neither do they understand. They all walk in darkness. I said, ye are gods, but you shall die like men. He says, all the foundations of the earth are out of course. I said, you are gods, but you shall die like men. What a word. What a word. Child of God, look at it. This is not even, I will teach on it. He says to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year. Oh, I didn't come there today. Let me just move on, move on, move on, move on, move on. Is it, is it, is it working? Is it working to somebody now? This is what the anointing is for. It's for a purpose. Somebody says it's for a purpose. Number two, the anointing is for a divine partnership. Someone say divine partnership. Put on the screen, I sought for a man who will stand in the gap. And when I found no man, my own right hand brought deliverance. The anointing is for a divine partnership. So God will come to Ezekiel, and in Ezekiel chapter 37, God will say, Ezekiel, can these bones live? He says, God, thou knowest. When he said thou knowest, he says, prophesy, son of man. Prophesy. He prophesied. He says, as I, as I, I prophesied as I was commanded, and there was a shaking. And then there was a noise. God kept telling him what to do. He said, this is the whole house of Israel. And this is what they are saying. That at last, this shall be our end. The people are so discouraged. They themselves, they feel they are like bones that are dry. Says, I looked for someone to stand for me against all this. To repair the defenses of the city. Partnership. To take a stand for me. Partnership. And to stand in the gap to protect this land. Partnership. So I wouldn't have to destroy it. I couldn't find any. Not one. Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30. Someone say divine partnership. Someone say divine partnership. 
So the anointing is for a divine partnership. That's why Jesus will now quote in Luke that the spirit of God is upon me because I understand that I'm in partnership with God. Do you know you're in partnership with God? For the first four years, our IT specialist in this church keep promising me that he will do an IT program for this church. And every year it keeps going on and on. He thinks he's doing me. He's not doing me. You are in partnership with God. God sought for a man who would move us to the next level. But he gave you the wisdom. He gave you the anointing for that kind of elevation. He gave you that anointing for that kind of transformation. He gave you the anointing for that kind of impact. He sought for a man. Will God find you as the man? See, when I said that one, somebody was afraid I'm going to mention his own. Are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Every one of us, how has your anointing been of a blessing to God's house? Nothing. I sought for a man who stand in the gap. Pastor Victor has bound his head. He feels I'm going to call him. I won't call you. But everybody here, there is an anointing on you. And God says, the purpose of my anointing, the purpose of the grace on your life, the purpose of what you carry for distinction is because I want to partner with you for the advancement of my will on earth. We have a communication analyst here. Brilliant. When have you taken the preaching of this church to put into articles and send it? You carry an anointing. But will that anointing help in the advancement of the cause of Christ? You carry an anointing. Everybody here, those who can forgive me, I'll mention their names. Those who can forgive me, I'll mention your name. I don't want problem. Don't want problem. I know where, where to pick my fight. I, I'm a very intelligent man. <laughs> because it's a matter of divine power. I'm going to go deeper into it. The anointing is for divine partnership. Maybe I'll leave it there. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The anointing is for the witness of Christ. It's partnering with God for the witness of Christ. You're supposed to be a witness that Jesus heals, Jesus redeems, Jesus restores. You are supposed to do that. It's for, the, it's, for, it's for divine partnership. Will there be people in this church who will partner with me and say, man of God, every month I'll go beyond and above my tithe and give X amount of money for the support of the work you are doing in this house. Man of God, I do not have a Lord, but I'm partnering with God in this or that. I came yesterday to intercessors meeting. Nobody was here. No intercessor. Because the intercessors are three. Three ladies. So if this church is not growing, it's not that I'm not praying. It's not that they are not praying. But the tax is bigger than just four people. Even the ushers who will come and clean here. About three of... How many people came yesterday? Two people. Thank you. So you see, you're all there thinking somebody will do it for God. Yet God is counting on you to partner with him. So if all of us decide to go out there and bring the lost to Christ, can't we fill this room in three months? I'm asking you a question. That we all decide to go out of our way that every week consistently we are bringing the lost. Can't we fill this room with God's people? Are you waiting for me to be discouraged and give up on the work? Because every year, a lot of pastors give up on the ministry. And do you know who God will ask if I quit this work? Who do you think God was? Is it me? It's you. That I gave you a gift 
You remember my pastor came to preach and said, your pastor is a gift of God unto you. That I gave you a gift. You did not. Now he has decided to go back into the world and also do the business. We all go to church. I know of a man now in Ghana. He's now, let me keep his position. He's the director of procurement for one of the government agencies. He used to be on fire for God. Yet he was struggling financially. Winning souls, doing things. He was looking for employment. He was not getting. One day, his uncle was in the room praying, God, bring the lost to Christ. Did, 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 did. The uncle came and said, excuse my language. And he's been crying for a long time. And there was no intervention. He said, he wept. When he woke up, he took his CV. Went to look for a job. And he's never done ministry again. The anointing on your life is for a divine partnership. I pray that may you be a good steward. No matter what you have. May you be, may you support the work. May, may you be a person who partners with God for the advancement of his cause. Because God depends on you. One great man of God. Dr. Kingsley Fletcher. God discouraged and stopped. He says he's now a chief. And a consultant for businesses i pray that on your watch it will not happen to your pastor that you will not leave the weight of the responsibility only to your pastor that you will carry the weight that it will break him and let him quit i want to everybody to pray god the anointing is for a divine partnership help me i'll respect the anointing i will do what is required of me everybody pray that prayer everybody pray in the name of jesus i will do what is required of me? That God did not bring you to a person. Instead of you helping the person, that, that you just focus on yourself, that, that, that he carries the weight alone and he breaks him. I want everybody to pray. God, I partner with you. For the cause of Christ, I partner with you. Ah, if nobody will do it, Lord, I will not give up. The anointing is a matter of divine partnership. Ah, because God himself is limited to what he can do without our participation. God is limited to what he can do with us without our participation. So if we don't participate, there's so much God can do. But when we participate, God can do exceedingly abundant. Everybody pray. Say, God, help me to partner with you for the advancement of your kingdom. Pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, Spirit of the Living God. I ask that you would manifest grace, you release your anointing, you will bless this house, you protect this house, who we'll partner with you with our finances, who we'll partner with you with our resources, who we'll partner with you with our skills and talents, with our strengths, who we'll partner with you for the cause of christ and for the advancement of your kingdom oh god let me not miss out on the best